Hey, this is Adam Starling. I'm the senior pastor at Victory Family Church. Thank you so much for joining us today. I pray this message will inspire you, encourage you, and hopefully challenge you to become everything that God has called you to be. Enjoy the message. Uh-oh, you pastor got the microphone. What in the world is he going to say? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Can we get up for our worship team? Was that fantastic or what? Oh my goodness, so, so good. Well, thank you so much for being here this morning. Thank you so much for being a part of Victor Family Service this morning. We're honored that you would choose to, to be here on your Sunday, man. Uh, just thank you for being a part of the family. You are a part of our family, and so we just want to welcome you home today. Uh, well, today we are in week two of Masquerade. Last week we talked a little bit about, um, and just masking our sin, just masking the things in our lives that we struggle with and in an effort to try to reveal the things to those around us, those that we trust, and in an effort to, to grow among ourselves and to deny the sin in our lives. And so today we're going to be talking a little bit about masking the pain in our lives. And so while most of us right now currently we'll wear a mask when we go to Walmart or maybe we have sometimes a stank face on. We got to put that mask on to cover it up. I'm right there, man. Sometimes I got to cover it up. I want people seeing the mood I'm in. Although sometimes we wear an external mask, a lot of times we, we also wear this internal mask when uh, every single day of our lives. Uh, sometimes we choose to hide behind this mask instead of, of dealing with the issues in our lives every single day. Man, I, I know that's, that's something for me that sometimes I deal with. Sometimes there's things in my life I don't want people to know. I don't want people to see, but I hide behind that mask as, a, as a, just a mechanism. But before we keep, keep going, man, what a year it's been. I'm sure we can all tell stories for hours about the different things that have gone on in 2020. Um, and I'm sure if we, we haven't learned anything else from this year, we've learned to expect the unexpected, right? We've learned to not have any idea what's coming next, not have any idea what to expect next, because every time it seems like something crazy happens, the next week something crazier happens. Every single time, it's been, it's been wild. Um, but if you, again, if you would have told me in January the different things that are going to happen this year, man, I would have laughed. I'm sure a lot of us, knowing the things that have gone on, would have not believed it. But on a more real note, I mean, uh, I'm sure a lot of us didn't expect to, to question some of the friendships we have. I'm sure a lot of us didn't expect to, to lose jobs this year. A lot of us didn't expect to, to be stuck in our homes for an extended period of time, to be stuck for, for weeks in, in this quarantine process. I'm sure uh, many of us didn't expect to face marital issues. That wasn't something that was on our radar. Many of us didn't really expect to lose someone that was, it was close to us. I mean, life can be full of unexpected. And when the unexpected things hit, we tend to put the mask up that says, I'm fine. I mean, you guys have heard that before. You ever ask somebody, how you doing? I'm fine. I'm good. That, that, that's almost like an automated response for me. Like I, I do that all the time. Someone says, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. Meanwhile, there's things inside of me that are truly hurting me. They're truly that I'm dealing with on a daily basis. The I'm fine mask is often a mask that we encounter most where? The church. We walk in these doors sometimes dealing with issues in our heart, dealing with issues in our lives. But the one place that we are able to, to, to hurt, the one place that we're able to be who we are and come as we are, the one place that's okay to not be okay, we come and put this mask on of I'm fine. I'm okay. 
man, we shouldn't be that way. I mean, this is the place that we can be who we are. I mean, we, it's okay to not be okay in these walls. And, and, and it's the pain that if we're completely honest, sometimes we're moments away from losing it all. Sometimes we, we're moments away from just a nervous breakdown sometimes, but we're unwilling to, to admit the things that we're going through to those that we know love us because we put this mask on, this mask if I'm fine. And, and let me be clear, I'm not advocating for the, the taking off or the putting on of literal face masks. I'm talking about these masks that we put on ourselves. And so in the craziness of 2020, there have been a few, very, very few moments that really felt gratifying. I, this has it's been a crazy year for a lot of us, but I, I guarantee you if we went around the room and asked, there's not a lot of moments in this year that, have been, that really have felt gratifying to us. But, but can, I, can I say that growing seasons are not always the most gratifying seasons? A lot of times growing seasons are the more difficult seasons in our lives. Have you ever noticed that the, the, the deepest insights are, are usually the results of the deepest valleys? That your finest hour is not usually your favorite hour. Usually your finest hour comes from a time of struggle, a time of work, and a time of, of hard, hardship. And I, I can promise you that 2020 doesn't have the reserve rights on the unexpected. I assure you that. I'm sure we can look back into the previous years of our lives. Many of us in this room can look back and, and think of the craziness that's happened in our lives before this. And I promise you, craziness will continue after 2020 in some capacity in our lives. You may, you may gain 40 pounds in 2021. I don't know. But you may lose 50 in 2022. Like, it, it could happen. It's, it's possible. Craziness is going to keep happening forever. But regardless of what the unexpected and the frequent pain it brings, one thing remains. Man, God is faithful in the unexpected. God is good in the unexpected. God is, he is faithful. And just because it took us off guard, just because it surprised us, doesn't mean it surprised him. He knew it was happening. He, he's been with us the whole time. He, he knew this was happening. He's not caught off guard. He's not surprised by anything. And God loves, God loves to turn the unexpected moments into miraculous moments. When we can look at scripture and see that this happens several times. I mean, you think of Joseph. Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. I'm sure he didn't expect that. I mean, I sure would hope that wouldn't happen to me. I'm sure Joseph did not expect for his brothers to sell him into slavery. I mean, we look, look at Mary, the mother of Jesus. I'm sure she didn't expect for the angel to come and say, you're going to have a child. Like, that was probably a crazy moment to her. What about that, that, that donkey in the book of Numbers that, that talked? <laughs> I bet he didn't expect to do that either. Oh, he woke up that morning and said, I think I'm going to say some words today for the first time in my life. I don't think he expected to do that. They were just going about their, their normal, everyday lives, and then something hit, something changed. It seems like their lives, though called by God, were thrown into unexpected turmoil. Their lives, they were called by God, still went through turmoil in their lives. But what they discovered on the other side of that turmoil is triumph. What they discovered on the other side of that struggle was success. What they discovered on the other side of their pain was purpose. The unexpected turned into the miraculous for them. 
So we're going to go into uh, the scripture and look at uh, Samuel's big unexpected moments in his life. So a little context about Samuel. So Samuel was a judge, much like uh, in our time, a, a Judy or a Mathis. A, I'm just joking, definitely not. Uh, but so he was a judge. He was a, a spiritual, political leader of the day. And at, at this time, um, the country of Israel, they were looking at the nations around them and saying, uh, they, oh, we want what they have. They're, they're running their countries well. They're running their, their governments well. We kind of want that for our ourselves. And so it's up to Samuel to, to pick a new leader. It's up to Samuel. So he appoints a man named Saul. I'm sure you heard of Saul before. Saul was this, probably the best candidate for the job. He, he, he appeared to be what the people wanted. And so uh, Samuel picks Saul, gives the people what they want. Uh, and Saul, unfortunately, it turns out to be unwilling to be godly and out of the blue, just complete opposite of what they actually need. And so here Samuel's picked this guy that appears that the people want, but God tells Samuel there's going to be a shift. There's going to be a change. I can't trust Saul. So he's going to have to find a new king. So here's Samuel. Like his entire situation has just flipped around. Like he, his duty was to find a king, find someone to fit this position, to, to suit the people of Israel and to see around uh, what they're doing and do it similar to them. But here, here we, we'll read in 1 Samuel, it says, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? Since I have rejected him as king over Israel, fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I've chosen one of his sons king. So Saul, excuse me, so Samuel is, has made this choice. And now God's flipped it around. So he's mourning. He's, he's lamenting this decision, that, this situation that has now changed. So Saul is going on life with, with normal, but Samuel is having to appoint a new king. And currently, as it says, he's, he's mourning. He's masking the pain that he's going through. He's masking the difficult situation and the disappointment because he doesn't want to fix the situation. And he's, he's paralyzed in this moment. And honestly, I, I can relate to that a little bit. So there's, there's times in my life personally that when, when things happen, when struggles come, I have the tendency to kind of shut down. I don't know if any of you like that, but I have this tendency that, man, if I'm unsure about the next step in front of me, if I'm unsure about what lies ahead, I have a tendency just to kind of stop and just not move forward because, I mean, I can't fail if I don't, if I don't move forward. If I just stop and stay, I'm, I'm just going to remain the same. I'm not going to fail. But that's not God, what God wants us to do. But to, to be honest, that's the tendency that I have in myself, that I see in myself. There's sometimes that, that fear can paralyze me, much like it did in Samuel here. God has to ask Samuel, he says, how long are you going to live like this? How long are you going to stay behind this mask? And many of us do the same thing. Many of us in the church, a lot, a lot of, I'm going to speak to the men for a moment. A lot of us, we don't want to, we don't want to give this, this false impression. We don't want to seem like we're in pain, want to seem strong, want to seem tough and all this thing. So put on the mask. I'm good. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. Meanwhile, there's things inside of us that are not. We put on this, this, this we, we hide the pain behind this mask. And, and the reality is I give you the version of myself that I think you accept because I'm not sure that you're going to love the broken side of me. I give you the side that I, that I perceive that I'm pretending to be because I'm not sure if you're actually going to accept who I really am. And sometimes people ask us, man, again, how are you? I'm good. Don't worry about me, man. I'm fine. So what do we do with this mask of pain? What do we do? How do we bear this burden? When I mask my pain, I delay my healing. When I'm masking the pain in my life, I'm delaying the healing that God ultimately wants to do. 
2020 for a lot of us has, has kind of has triggered a, basically a national cycle of grief. Whether you're grieving over the loss of, of a job or loved one, we look at, look on. I mean, we just watch the news. People are are grieving over civil unrest or just whatever it may be. In a sense, this year has kind of sparked a, a national cycle of grief. And God doesn't want us to deny pain in our lives. God does not want us to deny the struggles that we go through because they're real. God doesn't want us to deny that the pain has an impact on our lives. However, he doesn't want us, he doesn't want our pain to dictate the direction of our lives. He doesn't want the pain in our lives to dictate the steps we're going to take and move forward. We are not supposed to deny pain, but we're not allowed, we're, we won't allow it to dictate the direction that we're going to take. And God, God tells Samuel, he said, you've been mourning when you should have been moving. You're mourning and you should be moving. You're, you're masking the pain, but I want to heal your pain. You're just staying here and not doing anything when I'm trying to do something for you, do something through you. Hiding behind the I'm fine mask, but it's a barrier between us and God. In the same way, God can't bless who you pretend to be. He can't heal who you pretend to be. So while the mask seems like a safe place, seems like this, this comfortable place, I'm okay, I'm behind this mask, it's actually a dark place of self-infliction and a dangerous cycle of pain and bondage. You see, when we, when we stop masking, we can start moving. And God is reminding us to stop masking the pain because it is possible to be moving and mourning at the same time. It doesn't have to be one way or the other. It's possible to be struggling. It's possible to be hurting. It's possible to be processing things while still moving forward. Just because we're in pain, just because we're going through struggle, doesn't mean we just stop and wait. It means we're going to continue moving, believing in the truth that God's spoken about us. We're going to continue moving forward, knowing that he's going to heal this pain in some way in the future. I know a lot of us, a lot of us are mourning men what's been happening in our country, our nation, but I believe that we can mourn and move towards change and equality simultaneously. I know you may be mourning the loss of maybe an income. Maybe you've lost a job. Maybe you're, you're struggling with the, the loss of an income and things have been changing. But maybe God is trying to show you that your job has never been your source. Maybe God is trying to show you something that in this loss of an income and loss of a job, that truly that's never been your source, but he's been your source the whole time. He's been sustaining you through, uh, through time. And even in mourning, even in disappointment and frustration and fear, we've got to keep moving, we've got to keep going forward because the reality is you're more likely to experience a miracle if you're moving. You're more likely to experience a miracle if you're moving. We always assume that miracles happen in moments. In reality, more often than that, miracles are the result of a movement. Miracles are the result of a movement. And we look, in the, again, look to scripture. The woman with the issue of blood has struggled for years and years with this issue, but she's moving towards Jesus. She reaches for Jesus. She touches the hem of his garment, reaching for Jesus, and she's healed immediately. She's moving. We look at the, the Jericho walls falling. They're moving around the walls, marching. They're not standing there waiting. They're moving. They know that in the movement, miracles can happen. Some of you have been praying for years and years. Your prayers are years of movement. Don't quit now. Don't quit praying for a miracle now. Just because you're not seeing any results at this moment doesn't mean God has not been moving already. Just continue praying, continue seeking him. When you move, oftentimes you're helping someone else move. See, some of us in here, God has gifted you with the ability of leadership. People look to you. People, people see you and see an example of Christ. And sometimes when we're hiding things behind our mask, we're holding people back near us. People are watching us. 
when we take that mask off, acknowledge that we're struggling, acknowledge the things we're going through and seek God for help, that may give someone else the courage to do the same thing. It may give someone else the courage to take that mask off as well and walk in confidence. The scripture says God specializes in turning mourning into dancing. It says in Psalms 30, it says, you have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. Dancing is movement. If you've met my wife, she's a dancer. She is much better shaped than me. She moves a lot more than me. I am not a dancer and I am not in as good shape as she is. Dancing is movement. As you see, dancing is movement. Even though you may not see it, man, keep going. Even though you may not see what God is doing, keep going. Even though you may not feel it yet, keep, keep going, keep believing for God. Even though you don't see the results yet, keep showing up, keep believing. Because even though the miracle hasn't happened, it's coming. The miracle's coming. The best is yet to come. You see, while Samuel was still mourning over Saul, David was on the horizon. David was right in front of him. He was still mourning for Saul, but he couldn't see right in front of him is, is David. Again, 1 Samuel 16, it says, And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. But the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I'll show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I am named to you. But how can I go? How can I move, God? The same was, how can I move? I'm afraid to go forward. I made this decision. The people have, have gotten around this guy. They believe in him. They believe in the decision that I made. What are they going to think of me? What are they going to think of me if, if I all of a sudden start backtracking and say that all oh, this decision wasn't right? What are people going to say? How, how are people going to perceive me? And God doesn't address Samuel's fear. He just repeats his words. He says, go to Jesse. He says, Samuel, we're moving forward. Go. We're not worried about that. We're moving forward, Samuel. Samuel, take off the mask that says everything's fine and move forward because David is ahead. Move forward because David is in front of you. I know what's in front of you. Keep going. Don't stop. You may not see it yet. Don't stop, Samuel. I see the plan I have for you right in front of you. Keep moving. You see, David represents the fulfillment of God's promise. So today, let's, let's admit it. There, there are some things in every single one of our lives that are just not okay. There's some things that are just not okay. And that's okay. There's things that are not okay. But let's remove the mask and move those areas in our lives towards the direction of the healer. Let's just not sit in it and just put the mask on and cover it up and, and pretend like it's not a thing, pretend like it's not real. Let's take it off and, and take those things we're struggling with and move them towards the healer because he cares for you. He wants to, to heal the things in your life. He loves you. Because when we do that, when we, when we move towards Jesus, our, our pain becomes a microphone. The more it hurts, the louder you get. You see, suffering isn't an obstacle to being used by God. Suffering is not a roadblock to being used by God. God doesn't say, you're suffering right now, I can't use you. No, it's, it's an opportunity to be used like never before. Suffering is an opportunity to be, to be used by God like never before. And again, when we look to Scripture, and, and this truth, it leaps off pages in the Scripture again and again. You look at Joseph. Joseph may have been cut off, cut off guard by being sold into slavery, but it only made him louder. In the end, he was raised to the right hand of Pharaoh in the position to save the lives of the very brothers that put him up for slavery to begin with, who had tried to kill him. We look at Esther in the Bible. She may have been stunned when her parents died, yet her adoption by Mordecai set into motion the events when she would become queen and save the country from a holocaust. And we look at David as well. 
David was shocked when he had to go on the run while he was being hunted by Saul, his father-in-law. In fact, David was homeless, living in and out of caves in the wilderness of Israel, and yet it was in those very caves that he poured out his heart to God in worship. His greatest praise came from his darkest days. Suffering is not an obstacle to not being used by God. It's an opportunity to be used by God. Samuel was mourning Saul, mourning the, the, the change in Saul, but David was on the horizon. David, King David was on the horizon. Out of the line of David, an unexpected Messiah would be born the Savior of the world. The Savior of the world. C.S. Lewis wrote, God whispers to us in our pleasure, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It's his megaphone to ruse a deaf world. The nearer he is, the better we can hear him and the more we can do for him. You're actually better fit to do the work of the ministry in the midst of your pain. You have a stronger voice to project and to declare, and it's easier to declare from your innermost soul when you know you can't take another step without him. It's easier to declare the love of God. It's easier to declare the good news of Jesus when you know you can't make it another day without him. A greater desire than ever before to tell the whole world that Jesus Christ can turn off the darkness in our lives because I've experienced it myself. God can't bless what we keep covering up. When you're willing to, to show your face without a mask, it gives others courage and bravery to take the mask off as well. When you mask yourself, you're masking yourself off from God's blessing, God's healing, and God's miracles. I don't know if you heard, but I, I said to you, if you put the mask on, you can take the mask off. If you put the mask on, you, you can take the mask off. Jesus sees your pain, wants to use your pain to, to lead others, to help others, to save others. God, thank you for this day. God, thank you so much for the word that you've given. God, I pray today as we, as we leave this place, God, that we kind of observe within ourselves, Lord, the things in our lives that they're just not okay. God, knowing that we can come in this place and that it's okay to not be okay, but Lord, it's not okay to stay there. It's not okay to just be stuck in our situation, but Lord, we're going to acknowledge it and continue moving forward. So God, I pray today as we, as, as we encounter you, Lord, that we would just, God, have strength. God, have courage to continue moving forward. God, believing that you have a plan for us. If you're in this room and you just say, man, there's, with every head bowed and every eye closed, man, there's some things in, this, in, in my life that I, I've, I would say I've been hiding. There's some struggles that truthfully I've not told anybody about. There's some struggles that I go through that I try to hide. I want people to know about them, but I need that to change. I think that's probably most of us. If you're in this room and you just say, man, there's some real struggles that I, I, I want Lord, the Lord to heal me from. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to just raise your hand. I'm just going to pray for you. I'm not going to call you out. But if that's you, I just raise your hand. I just want to pray for you. Yeah, a lot of us, a lot of us. If you're the same, you need to say, man, I struggle with a lot of things too. I hide a lot of things. And to be honest, I don't have any hope. I don't have this hope of a Savior that is there to heal me, to take care of me and lead me. I don't have that hope. I've never chosen to follow Jesus. If you're in this room and you want to change that today, if you want to decide today to turn away, 
to choose to follow Jesus. If that's you, I'm just going to raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray this way. Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you for loving me. I know I've made mistakes. I know I've sinned. But today, I'm choosing to take the mask off, to follow you with everything in me. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it or share it on social media and tag at VFC underscore Newcastle. If you haven't already, download the Victory Family Church app to stay connected with everything that's happening throughout the week. Thanks again for listening. Have an awesome week.